Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello everybody and welcome to Club Preview here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast and I think this week we can probably be justified in calling it a Club Preview as we look forward to the first Old Firm game of the season or maybe not as the case may be for some. Um, firstly I'd um, like to introduce my guest this season, uh, first up Scott Carney, how are things with you? Yes, mate. Uh, I'd like to say all good, but they never really are the, on the eve of an old fun because your mind is racing, mate. Uh, but no, I'm thoroughly looking forward to it. I don't know if we can, really. There's a lot to get through tonight. I don't know if we can call this a, a preview of the old fun, but um, bear with us, listeners and viewers, because there might be some negativity to come, uh, but we'll certainly end on a high note. I'll put it that way. No, yeah, potentially. There will be a, a longer club preview, certainly, than there was last week, where we just kind of rattled through the Ross County stuff, right, because there was so much to talk about. And I was looking through stuff today, Ryan, as well, and there is an awful lot to dig into. But, um, you know, the old firm coming up, I think we'll get into it. But how are things with you? Yeah, it's all good, mate. Um, I am going through a stressful week because I've accepted an offer on my place. So I'm waiting on the chain going through so I can shift from this property. And of course, it's all firm week as well. So that is uh, added stress to the week. So yes, hair is falling out as always, but happy to be here tonight. No, it's good to hear that you've, you've managed to get the, the house shifted. So good luck for the rest of that process. Because I know it can be quite tough. Um, yeah, as I say, or as Carney had mentioned as well, there's a few other bits and pieces to get into before we actually do look at the the Celtic game tomorrow. Um, firstly, I just wanted to kind of briefly touch on the, the game against Queen of the South. Not so much the football side of things because the team lined up very different formation than or formation and um, uh, starting lineup than you'd expect to see. Probably more changes than I had expected. I mean, I ended up running out comfortably three uh, one victors. But the main reason I wanted to kind of speak about Queen of the South was that um, on the on the Tuesday morning, Carney had got confirmation from Rangers that they were getting press access for that evening. So, Carney, now that things have kind of died down, you've had a few days to digest your experience, just tell all the, the subscribers and listeners about it. It was bloody brilliant, so it was. Uh, yeah, that's a real a, a real, um, a real bucket, kind of a bucket list tick, uh, that. Was, um, yeah, I, I, I think no, really, till the last minute that it was happening, so didn't have much time to think about it. And then, yeah, it was happening. Met up with Ryan, and as I was driving to the stadium, the the, the whole thoughts were going through my head of, what are we doing here? <laughs> we're like, because everybody will know. Obviously, and I've said that a million times. We're not professionals. I'm not a journalist. I don't do written press. I don't do anything like that. We are just Rangers fans that do a podcast and. 
Um, yeah, but from when we got there, I think me and Ryan were both kind of ner- nervously excited. That's probably the, the kind of way to put it. Uh, getting to the door and being like, do you just walk in? Like, do we not just walk in? Do we need to show fashes? Do we not need to show fashes? Very strange. Uh, but from the moment that we walk through the door, the service that you get is just, it's unbelievable. It really is. They are so generous to you. They really are. I know they're obviously doing it as well because they want to impress the press, if that makes sense, they don't want any negativity to be surrounded round by it. Uh, but you're took in, no problem at all, um, into, meet, into the actual press room straight away. And uh, we met Jim, um, who's now a, a now a follower of us. And uh, Jim, I can't thank you enough because me and Ryan were just gonna stand in like <laughs> deals and headlights, like Stephen Thompson walks past you, Chris Boyd walks past you, and I'm just standing with my eyes like, <laughs> well, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> I really shouldn't be here. But it was a uh, a wonderful experience, and it's a it's a, a really nice thing for the club to do. Because as as I mentioned, we're not journalists, we're not um, professionals at this in any way, shape, or form. But for them to allow the opportunity for for this podcast to get in and do that, it was a real proud moment for me. Genuinely, yeah, I know it sounds pretty cheesy, but it was. It was. I was really proud to do it, and really proud to represent the pod and have another pod talk to you and kind of know who you are, and not that you wouldn't expect. Oh, I will. Yeah, you kind of expect that they don't know you. Do you know what I mean? And they don't know who you are, but they're kind of aware of you and what you do. And kind of the way it is when subscribers come up and speak to us on the, like before the games and stuff, you're kind of like, how do you know me? Kind of thing. But it was a, a real pleasure to do and sitting on the gantry and, yeah, having a conversation with Boyd like I'd known him my, my whole life. It was just a weird, weird experience. It really was. But... I cannot um, thank the club for doing it uh, enough, uh, and the experience even just getting to sit in at the 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 presser at the end, um, hearing from Charlie McCann, uh, the very bitter queen of the south manager, I think, or a player, I don't know who he was. He came in and mentioned sure. something. That, was it the manager? He yeah. came in and mentioned something that the guy who scored was a Celtic fan. You're like, what are you doing? You absolute pleb, get out of here! Uh, but. Then yeah, when Gio walks in the door, I just all I remember from that is I was doing a wee bit getting the video ready, um, just on my phone quickly, just moving a few things, a few files about. Gio walked in and Ryan just gave me like the nudge as if the teacher had just walked in the door, and both of us just kind <laughs> of sat both upright in our chairs, just like. But uh, amazing, like generally uh, superb. Uh, to do and I hope we get to do it further down the line and we will get better at it, we will do different things at it but I think I didn't want to overdo it as well and selfishly I wanted to enjoy the experience as well it's not, not a cha- you don't get a chance to do that very often um, but no it was. I could go on and on about it, it was superb, even mentioned, mentioned uh, message Ryan the next morning going did, did we do that last night? but no it was, it was class mate Yeah I mean Ryan Carney sums up an awful lot out there, and it kind of reminds me back to the time that me and Ali got to go along to the for the to press box for the the Legends game. But I imagine that was probably an awful lot more less stressful than what it would have been going along at the first time. Because when Carney there mentions that we the feeling of nervousness and apprehension, um, me and Pearson definitely felt that as well. Was that did that add to your stress during the week, or was it better and made up for some of the stress? I think it was good because I didn't know we were doing it until the, the kind of morning of the match. So, and then I was busy at work and I was like, oh, this is going to be good. I'm going to going to Presser tonight. This will be great. As soon as I picked my dad up, well, I was driving up the M77 and I said to my dad, my nerves are shattered here. Like, I am proper nervous. And you could see him look at me as if we're playing Queen of the South, get a grip. And I was like, no, nah, this is like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where I'm sitting. I don't know who I'll be talking to. I was like, it's just this is a totally different experience. And then when I met met Carney at the at the car park, my dad was like, Right, see you later. And it was literally like a parent leaving his son at the school gates. I was just like, Where did like and I'm looking at Carney and he's like, Is that your dad away? I was like, Hi. And we sat in the car, obviously did a wee a wee vlog for the guys, for the listeners, and it was he summed it up perfectly. It was like first day of school. Cause we walked in there and as soon as it as soon as we walked in, all the points and everyone, you could just see, everybody just looked at the door and we were standing there and the guy, Jim, again, thank you, Jim, he was great with us. He said, oh, you're the new guys, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, yeah we're the new guys. Yeah. What, what do we do? We don't know what we're doing here. And I very much get, I think we've discussed this before, I suffer from imposter syndrome. And by God, my imposter syndrome was through the roof on Tuesday. I was just like, 
just standing there, just the full night. I was like, I shouldn't be here. I don't deserve to be here. This isn't what I should be doing. But this is where the pod is, and that's the, the the pod does deserve it. Whether it's me, you, or anyone, it's it's because of everyone that listens and supports us and does donate and gives us the likes and subscribes to the channel. And it's all because of these people. Because we are just like normal. The way I look at it is like I don't see any podcast arrival or anything like that. I just see it as we just love talking about Rangers, and it's great that people like to share it and. It was very a lot of self satisfaction from it, and I have thought about it a few times since. I won't lie to you. I do hope we get to do it again one day. It was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, no, I'm really glad that you've enjoyed the experience because, and a huge thanks also, like you say there, to all the subscribers because these are the guys that have kind of put us in that position to do it, and also a massive thanks to Rangers for allowing us to come in because they could just turn around and go, "No, like Connie says, <laughs> and you say we're guys that." Don't know anything about the ins and outs of the actual process of this, um, but no, brilliant from them, and I'm glad you've enjoyed enjoyed the evening because the game wasn't really up to much, particularly in the second half. So at least it was a really good experience in in that regard. But um, just very finally on the, that Queen of the South uh, game, we obviously get drawn against Dundee in the quarter final, the really cup, which will take place around the 18th or 19th of October at home. So we've got that to look forward to, um, and this leads me to coming out on a of our accounts, and it leads me quite nicely into one of the talking points that we were going to discuss this evening, because we've not, um, obviously the way the fixtures fell this week, we didn't do a club deck corner, but the news broke on Monday that the ticket and prices and structure for the Champions League packages uh, were announced by the club, and sort of main things to take away from it was there are four tiers, ranging from £150 to £180, and then kind of the dates that you had to kind of get these done by season ticket holders will have until this Sunday um, to get their ticket spot. It then goes on to the seat movers Monday and Tuesday. My Jars members will then be, <laughs> I just seen that wee comment prop up to ask you a question. <laughs> no, <laughs> I will have the mic taken away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my Jars members have got it from the 7th um, and then the general sale goes on in the 12th. Right, let's get into this. This might be where the negativity comes into. £180, Carney. Far too high in my books. Yeah, it's a bit expensive, isn't it? It's a bit on the high side. Um, we'd actually heard rumours that it was going to be even more than that, believe it or not. And I was like, no, I, I don't want them to... I don't want them to do that. I don't want them to do that. Look, this is... Um, I it's, it's the problem with the club just now. And... Yeah, I've seen every side of the argument, mate. I've seen it's far too high. The club, but the club are also a business, and the club are trying to um, maximise the potential of it. I mean, hence the reason why somebody like I don't know Bruce Springsteen can charge one hundred and fifty quid a show because people will pay it, uh, and it's all about what you will pay. Uh, like car companies and Aston Martin, for example, being 150 grand, it can be 150 grand because people will pay it. However, just due to what we're going through uh, in the current climate that we are, um, again, I mentioned it in a tweet for for season ticket holders that have been there through everything and the whole way down, didn't move seat, didn't stop back in the club just to give them a wee thank you for letting us finish the journey, would it have been so hard? Would it have been so difficult just to not make that extra bit of money? Um, again, it's all, I'm a, I'm a wee bit of a hypocrite as well because I'll pay it. and I know I'll pay it. And it's just uh, the the club are seen as too much as a cash cow now. Uh, and it's, it's becoming more than frustrating. Uh, and I think I'm the one that's probably going to be the kindest about this all because... I can understand why the club do it, but it still doesn't feel right um, at times. It's too expensive. £60 for a game of football is too much money. It's just too much. And I don't understand why there's now been tiered. It's now tiered for what you pay. I, I just don't think it's right. I, I don't I don't think it's right at all. Um, hold on to your seats, everybody, because Ryan is next. <laughs> yeah, you'd raised a couple of points there that we'll probably dig into a wee bit more detail. But first off, Ryan, just your thoughts. I think we'd all kind of said to each other, maybe on here and, and privately as well, that we're expecting about 150 quid. And even then we were going, that's a bit high. But turns out that's the, the lowest tier bracket that it's going for for full adult prices. 
your thoughts on the price overall? Well, I wasn't happy at first, but obviously because I got a press pass, I think the, the prices are completely fair and I think people just need to learn it. No, of course not. <laughs> of course not. Um, out of touch. Completely out of touch with the working man. Completely out of touch with the fans. Completely out of touch with what people are going through just now in a, the, the living cost, the rise of living cost. It's a... Uh, I'm so disappointed. Like I was raging, obviously, in the the group chat when it first came out, and it was my usual scattergun approach. And I'm Rangers are getting from every angle in the group chat. Now that I've calmed down, I'm just so disappointed in the club that they've they've gone down this route. I was speaking to a couple of people, a couple of my friends in the in the pub the other day there who are quite close to a couple of board members, and we ended up arguing about it. And I was kind of like. I just think that we're so out, they're so out of touch with the fans, and they, they show us with these with these prices we are taking for granted. I think the price it's it's way over way over the top in terms of the price for no no payment option to be available either. So I've, I think I said to you guys, I'm paying my season ticket still. I chose to wait to the last minute due to certain circumstances. I chose to the last minute to renew my season ticket. So this month I am payment number three, which was yesterday, which was £141. So I also paid £174 for my, seat, for my Champions League packages. That's circa £315. Now, oh, I nearly cracked an ex-wife joke there, but I'll just hold back. That's a lot of money being taken out of my account. That's more money than certain people take out my account every month. And it's just too much for the working man. If I had two, like if I had two incomes and boohoo me, but if I had two incomes, I still think it'd be too much. But you know yourself, Scotia, when you're yourself, that is a lot of money to pay, and three hundred and fifteen pounds is too much for me. I will be flexing an overdraft to get there to get there, and I shouldn't be needing to do that. And again, it's just it feels as if the club are so out of touch with the fans, and I've always had this opinion of the club that they have the the opinion of the fans, if you don't pay it, someone else will. And I think that's yeah. horrific. Yeah, it's, it seems to be that. And, you know, I think you put up a com- comment from Curry Muncher there, um, Curry, talking about you need you, people do need to take a stand, but people won't because football is something completely different to other things in life. I think we've all been on record on here saying that stuff for Rangers will probably be the last thing that we'll cut out of. Yeah. Um, Kenny, Phillips, what's the right word for that? I can't remember the right word off the top of my head, but you know that disposable income—that would be yeah. Rangers would be the, the last thing that you would tick off. That there'd be other things coming off way before then. Yes, what you mentioned there, Ryan, about why can't they do it in monthly installments or free installments? I don't see how they can't not do that because I think the way that the games work out is you've got the games in September, then you've got games in the start of October. And then games in November, so that you could spread that over the period of three months. So why are they not doing that? Just seems strange to me. Carney, um, I'll come back to you on this one. You mentioned here about the structuring of or the, the, how they've done it within line with the season tickets. Now, me and Ali sit in CD2. He sits pretty down, near down the front of CD2, and I'm probably about nine, ten rows back further back from him. He plays slight, very slightly more than me in my season ticket, but not much. But the view, there's no difference in the view. But what I was thinking is CD4 is one of that areas where it's the highest tiered price. Are you telling me that the front of CD4 is worth the same value right up the back of CD4? Because I don't think we can see all the pitch from the, the very back. That's the bit. I, I just don't get it, mate. I, I don't. It's, it is so frustrating um, from the club, and it's... I mean, even Curry's asked a question here. I don't even know where it went. Um, question for all for all people who pay. Um, when exactly is too much before you make a stand? I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm, the club are very, very good at charging the top end, but not overstepping the line. Like that, they've obviously worked at this before. It's not their first rodeo. They know exactly what they're doing, so they'll not go. <clears throat> for example, if it went to two hundred pound, there would have been outcry, and I, th- I genuinely think people wouldn't have bought wouldn't have bought the tickets. There's no way it would have happened. But they're leaving it at one hundred and eighty. 
people were like, oh, it's really expensive. I'm really not happy about it, but I'm still going to pay it because everybody wants to be there and they know everybody wants to be there. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you will struggle to get a ticket. And I, I understand, again, I, I know sometimes we get criticised because we're lucky enough to have season tickets. I know there's people waiting for season tickets and I'm lucky enough to have the ticket and I'm still sitting here moaning that how much it is, even though I've just paid it. It's all it's a, a, a battle. All of it's a kind of a battle um, within yourself. But the tiering, the, the way it's been tiered, this doesn't make any sense to me. I just don't get it. I think there's was it one in like the the back of the govern front is paying the same as the like the front of the enclosure, and you're like, <laughs> like, and no offense again, to people who sit at the front of the enclosure, like I don't, I'm not, I don't mean to be like that, but there is no way that's the same view as you get from the back of the govern front. So uh, again, it's one of these things that the club have decided to do. Um, I don't know how much of an influence UEFA have in it having to be tiered or whatever. I wouldn't imagine very much. I think there's probably a, a kind of bottom number that UEFA are expecting uh, and then everything else is really up to the clubs. Uh, but no, the yeah, I can't, I can't say any better than, than what Ryan did. They are just so out of touch. Um, not with absolutely everything, but with stuff like this, it just... Yeah, the the empathy and consideration really for us um, it's frustrating. It's frustrating, and especially just the amount of money that they take. Um, it's um, it's hard, and I feel for people. I, I, I really do. To say I'm, I'm in a fortunate position that I, I can afford it. Yes, it's not exactly. Um, <laughs> it's not as if I can like overly afford it if that makes any sense it's still a, a hit to me um, and I pay my dad's as well um, just just now just well the, the way things are and yeah it's um, I it's not ideal it really isn't ideal um, but I just don't think things will change so it's, it's all well and good us having this morning that's what Curry's saying when do you take a stand I don't know when you take a stand because there's always going to be people that buy it um, so I mean, I would love to think the club will eventually listen to some form of feedback and do something, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Yeah, I was thinking about it today. I can't remember. I know there was a, once or twice they'd kind of given you, like, not a complimentary ticket as such, but there was a, a very heavy discount on, like, a League Cup game or the League Cup game was put in your season ticket price. But it's, it's been a long, long time since that's happened. And then also I was thinking today, and Ryan, it's because you brought this up a couple of pods ago uh, for the PSV game. Obviously, BF5, everyone in, in their season books in there will be seat movers. They'll need to move because that will be given to the away fans. And I was looking at it, I was, they'll get moved up to the back of, back of the club deck. None of us sit in BF5, but are they going to pay the club deck prices or are they going to pay the prices that everyone in the Brimlands play paying? Because it goes from one end of the scale to the other with that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I was them, I'd be asking to pay uh, BF5 prices because it's not their... Yeah fault that they are being moved but I'm course Rangers off people one pound um as a consolation a one pound consolation uh, I don't know if that was for the club or whatever it was but they offered them a pound anyway towards ticket prices unbelievable but I just yeah it's it's so disappointing it's it's the attitude of I do I do think I think the benchmarks been set out with these prices I don't see Rangers doing any U-turn in terms of in the next AGM or we go into next season and they have a reflection period and say, do you know what, we're probably right, let's look at the ticket prices. I think that's you now. I think this is the way it's going and this is probably the least you will pay for a Champions League package. Again, unbelievably, things will go higher, inflation will take over and I've got to say that I'm giving Rangers Rangers a dig here and, and they deserve it. But at the same time, we do have to appreciate. I kind of hate myself for saying this. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. But this board have put a lot of money into the club. They have. There is no doubt about it. They have put a lot of money, a lot of investment into the club when we have been on our knees. And I have a feeling, which this will lead as well onto the the transfer market uh, discussion we're going to have. I've got a feeling shareholders are looking for a bit of money back now, and they're looking for to recoup some finances because. If you take into consideration money we've spent on transfers, on Steven Gerrard, on the stadium, which needed a lot of work done to a lot of maintenance inside and out, I just have a feeling just the way things are going with our ticket prices and our performance in the transfer market in the past few weeks, 
I think a few shareholders are maybe looking to recoup some money back. No, you're right. That's where we're going to go next because I think that's probably where the anger still kind of stems from in terms of the, the prices as the, as the transfer the transfer business and particularly yesterday potentially. Um, just quickly before we move on to that, you, Ryan, you mentioned there that the prices of the Champions League gone up. They most definitely will because from the 24-25 season, that's when you play five home games and five away. Right. It. So they definitely will. Um, yes, so into the transfer business. Oh, the joys, the joys of social media and transfer deadline day, boys. <laughs> um, before we get into it, just a quick summary of the Kenny main ins and outs for us. So we brought in Davis, Yilmaz, Matondo, Jolak, Lawrence, Suter and Tillman for approximately about £13 million. And out the door has went Stephen Kelly, Bassey, Aribo, <laughs> Itton, Balligan, Simpson, Hasty, Firth, Katic, Middleton, Zakowski's away on loan, but I think that's the end of him now. And then obviously an awful lot of the younger youth players have went out on loan, although I expected that. And that was um, £29 million roughly that we brought in from that. So £60 million in profit, Ryan. The transfer window comes along. We're into the Champions League. Deadline day yesterday. What were your thoughts in the, in the whole whole day? Oh, listen, I was like everyone. You want you want signings in. You want new faces. You want freshness. You want a bit of class. You want somebody at the front doors parading a scarf. Yes, let let me be honest. I was disappointed that we didn't sign anyone. However, you look at us in January. We were desperate for signings, and Diallo and Ramsey come in and did next to nothing. We had a, excuse me, we had a pod celebrating that Aaron Ramsey had signed. <laughs> he did nothing. He did nothing for me. We just, you know, we can't laugh at it, but I get the outrage. I do get it. Some of it is wild. Like Rangers Twitter yesterday was absolutely having a meltdown. I think a lot of it is stemmed from the ticket prices. I think there's frustration there. I think there's frustration that we trail Celtic so early on in the season. And I also think there's, a, there's an element of our support which this annoys me because I don't think this is our thing. I think there's an element of our support that are looking over the city too much. Yes, they are bringing people in. Yes, it <clears> does <throat> look as if they're strengthened. And yes, they are battering teams. However, throughout my time following Celtic, they've always been an attacking team. They always have. They've always been the team who score the goals in the that's just the thing that they do. They play this this brand of football. They call it the Celtic way. I don't really care. The Rangers way is winning trophies, and that's what will matter at the end of the season. <laughs> if Giovanni van Bronckhorst is happy with his squad, then I trust in Giovanni van Bronckhorst. I trust that he's got it right. I trust that he believes when this squad are fit, that he's addressed the problems, which were defending and keeping the clean sheets last season and also scoring goals. If he thinks he's addressed that, then we need to all get behind them and stop bedwetting for extra signings to come in. If the quality wasn't there to bring in, then it's not there and we need to just get on with it. I think, was it David Johnson made a great point about, sorry, that's just off topic, slightly off topic, about the financial fair play thing as well. I have a funny feeling that he is correct in saying that we need to become a sustain, sustainable or UFO hammers by 2025. We've been making losses, significant losses every year. And I think that's coming into the thought process because Champions League is not guaranteed every year. A UEFA Cup final, a Europa League final is not guaranteed every year. So we have been very lucky with our income the past two years. And I think that's come into consideration as well by this board. We need to be sustainable. Yes, it's nice to float about these shiny new toys on deadline day, but they don't always work. And we need to just get some hard work done and get that title back. So that is my thoughts. Yeah, I did see actually see the Fair Play stuff come in just before we started recording, so I didn't have time to actually look at that in much detail. But yeah, I do know that it's a concern. And I did listen to Andy McGowan, who was in the Heart and Hand uh, daily update today, and he's really well into his accounting and finances and stuff, and he explains it really well. So if anyone follows him on Twitter or listening in the Heart and Hand podcast, he gives a really good explanation of how it all works because... Us Muppets don't know, don't know things like that. Um, Carney, you know, Ryan makes an awful lot of good points there. I think if you were to ask me after we'd signed Yilmaz, were you happy with the transfer business we've done? I'd have been like, yes, really happy so far. 
the reason that I was maybe slightly disappointed wanting a centre midfield in yesterday or after we'd got that, that qualification, it's probably down to the fact that Jack, Kamara and Davis have all been rotated and none of them's really claimed that midfield spot next to next to uh, Lundstrom. But what were your thoughts on the on the day as, as a whole yesterday or the, the window as a whole? But and does the does the deadline day in fact just sour it for us and make it the way that they market it and stuff? <clears throat> well yeah. Ah yeah, that too, because you, you want your name you want your team's name on Sky Sports on deadline day. I get that. Look, um it, Ryan's Kind of summed up exactly how I'm how I felt about it as well. Uh, the window overall has been good. There is no there's no doubt that it has been good. We've already seen that it's worked. I mean, Lawrence is working, Tillman is working, Trolak is working. Um, Yelmaz, as I said, Ryan fell in love with him on um, Tuesday night, so he will come good. I don't think there's any great doubt in that. I think he's a real talent, real one for the future. <clears throat> okay, Matondo hasn't hit the ground running. Davis is. Somewhere we don't really know where he is, um, even though he was been he was training with the squad, but we, again we've not really seen him. So yeah, I still think I'm not going to lie. I was expecting whatever European competition we were going to fall into, be it Europa League, be it the Champions League. I expected there to be a <clears throat> a kind of budget there. A budget there to be like, okay, you've got X amount if you're in Europa League, you've got X amount if you get the Champions League, in order to go and spend it. Um, now, I, I'm the same. I do think we need a centre. I, I do think, still think that we need a, a centre midfielder, and I do think, from what I've seen in Matondo so far, and I'm not writing the guy off because I've been wrong many times before, but he hasn't exactly hit the ground running like I just said. So I would have expected a wee bit more from from that area if I'm going to be ruthlessly honest but <clears throat> Rangers on deadline day it's kind of like being on a night out with Ali um, that's what I, this is the, the way I've kind of summed it up so you get there everything's really good uh, even the transfer window as a whole you get there everything's brilliant everything's great I was like, it's all good but we're having a laugh get around in I get around in and then all of a sudden it's Ali's turn to get around and Ali's no there where's, where's, where's <laughs> Ali? Ali's, where's Ali's Alex, Alex, starting to get around. Um, it's like it's like being out with that guy that doesn't buy around. That is basically it. But you don't hate you don't hate him. Ali doesn't do that. Human in Mexico. I'm only winding him up. Ali doesn't do that. I'm only kidding on. Um, it's only because he's not here. But uh, it is like that. It's like being out with that mate that doesn't buy around. But you know he doesn't buy around, and you don't hate him for it. You just kind of go on with it. You get frustrated at it, yes, but you would still get with him next week. So uh, do you know what I mean? It's one of those. It's a perfect way to kind of sum it up for me. I was still disappointed there was nothing, but I didn't waste my time sitting refreshing Twitter because it was made clear pretty early on that we weren't going to do anything. So I put my phone down last night and I enjoyed my night with, with the family and didn't even bother looking. And even when I woke up this morning, I had a quick check to look at Twitter, seeing it was in bedwetters everywhere, and I thought, nah. I'm not even going to bother because I knew um, that it wasn't happening. Obviously, no notification had come through from any of you guys that something had happened. So it is what it is. Uh, I think that the club and the board, if I'm going to be honest, are going to live or die by this. I do get that these these loans, these things that are outstanding with shareholders, that they are looking to recruit some of their money, some of their investment, and they have invested a lot. I do completely understand that. However... Um, Short-term memories a lot of a lot of fans have. So, put it this way: if tomorrow goes horrifically wrong, I feel the worst for this board. I really do because it will just be, <laughs> it will be savage. Honestly, it will be. It will be. You'll not be able to look at any sort of social media because it'll be full of it. Absolutely full of it. I appreciate this board. I appreciate what they've done for us. Would have I liked a wee bit more? Yes. Do you know what actually? Sorry, I'm going off on one here. Do you know what really got me? Do you know what really got me last night? It was blatantly clear we weren't going to sign anybody, and we get an email from Ranger Store asking you to spend more money so they couldn't invest in a player. No, don't come on. Read the room, man. Read the room. It might be for an old firm or not, but read the room, honestly. So yeah, it is disappointing. It is disappointing. But there is a lot of other things behind it. It's not just Ross Wilson sitting on a big pile of cash just flinging twenties up in the air so they come down and hit him in the face. It's it's definitely not that. But um I'm happy with the with the business that we have done. 
Um, I am. Uh, I think we do have players still to come back, yes, but we'll see. They'll live and die by this decision, I think. Yes, no, thank you very much, Justin Muir there. I just see that um, something's popped up, Carney. If you could do that, that's very much appreciated. You don't need to do it, but we, we love we love the fact that you, you do want to contribute and help us continue to grow. Stop me from doing any more bloopers. I'll take some elocution classes or something like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, my, my final thoughts in the transfer window is, you know what, overall I'm pretty happy. Was a wee bit disappointed yesterday, but thinking about it today, I'm like, well, the agents and things like that know we're in the Champions League, so they're going to be demanding Champions League wages for their players, potentially. And like you say, Carney, we'll, we'll never die by this through the coming year because you can never judge a transfer window, really, until the end of, the, end of that season. And we could, hopefully, we will win the, the, the league this season because we could find ourselves in that situation that we were in this year that we've got um, two qualifiers to get into the group stages yet again in the Champions League if we do finish runners-up. Right, before we get on at the preview, everyone, you'll, that's just about half an hour in, so you know what it's time for? It's time for our Manscaped promo. So time for a word from our sponsors, Manscaped. Our friends at Manscaped just brought the ultra-smooth package to Europe. Everyone knows by now that the Lawnmower 4.0 is the best electric shave for your balls. But if you're looking for a closer shave or prefer to go completely bare down there, then the ultra-smooth package is the perfect set. It's time to shave that bush of yours and get right to the roots by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code CLUB at 22. The ultra smooth package is a specialised shaving kit to help you buff, protect and smooth your most sensitive areas. It includes crop shaver razor, crop exfoliator and crop gel. (laughs) So the crop gel, if you're ever interested in putting a wee mohawk in that that thing, there you go, lads, that's for yous. (laughs) <laughs> the Manscaped Ultra Smooth Package is a three-step kit to make your package the perfect package. It's time to get up close and personal with the best tools for the job. The Ultra Smooth Package from Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code CLUBAT22 at manscaped.com. Smooth out your fellas with the new Ultra Smooth Package from the fellas at Manscaped. Guys, what will your balls do? Your Good balls, balls will thank you, mate. <laughs> Right, who had, who had, who had 35 minutes for the blooper? I'm pretty yeah. sure 35 minutes was the blooper there. I think yeah. you said cock cropper. You did say cock cropper. <laughs> <laughs> Which obviously is the, the animal, the animal. Oh, class yes. one. Oh. It, will, it won't oh, do that, that ultra smooth package. It will not crop your cock. No, <laughs> see, the da- see, the, see the diagram? What are the, mal- the chocolate Maltesers? What are those? I don't know. Hang on, let me see where is it? Uh, it's chocolate Maltesers. What, what are these chocolate Maltesers? Oh, I think that's, that's representing your 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 man right. vegetable, mate, I think. Okay, I um, need to get myself checked out at the doctor's then because mine's look completely different to that. <laughs> Mine also don't look... Why is that? Oh, hang on. What's the, oh, you're a good, good point. Look at the way he's lying in the bath. Like. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Manscaped, for your continued support of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So let's get on to the, the, the main thing that we're here to talk about, and that's the the upcoming Old Firm game tomorrow at um, Parkhead. Gio had his presser today. The um, main things to take away for it in terms of the upcoming upcoming game is that, unfortunately, Lawrence, that injury that he took in the very last minutes of the Ross County game, or they pulled up with, Looks like that he's going to be out now until after the international break, which is what the twenty first to twenty sixth of September, something like that. So he's out today and gave us a further update in our kind of our longer term players out. That includes Davies, he's training like Carney mentioned, Ruth's close, and then John Souter and Phil Hollander look pretty longer term. So I'm expecting what October, November for them from that and Hadji's where Hadji is. So that was kind of the main things in terms of the game that um, Gio brought out of his presser. Um, did you have any thoughts on that in terms of Lawrence, Ryan? Oh, I don't... It's so disappointing that Lawrence... I was hoping it was a rumour, Scotia. I really was hoping it was a horrible Twitter rumour and, and Gio was going to come out and say, nah, he's fit, everything's fine. Lawrence, for me, is just starting to settle in, just starting to look like that player that we wanted... Um, see the effort he had at PSV, which everybody forgets because we we done the business. So, but that effort he had, where he just shuffled the ball from out and then curled it and it hit off the crossbar. 
that's what I want to see from Lawrence. He just, yes, I think he will, will be a loss tomorrow and a loss and he misses a lot of big games for us. So very disappointed that he's going to miss tomorrow, but do not panic is the message from me. I don't think it's a case of, oh, Tom Lawrence isn't playing, so we have no chance tomorrow, not at all for me. Uh, he is a big loss for us, but Rangers have got enough in the, enough um, depth to cover him. It's just he is a big player for us and he was just beginning to settle in, so he's definitely going to be a miss over the next couple of weeks. Yes. Carney, um, that was that was a blow to me as well with Lawrence. Your thoughts on Lawrence, and as well, there was something that popped up that this must have completely passed me by this week. That seemingly Tav wasn't training was one of the questions that got asked. I didn't realise that. It's uh, it's old fun week, mate. In it, there's always something. There's always something. When Alfredo Morelos was fit and firing, it's oh, Alfie's going to be out for the old fun. There's always something, and I was just saying, mate, I, I really wished. I really was hoping more than anything that Gio was going to say, no, Lawrence had a wee knock, but he's going to be absolutely fine. But oh, to have, for him to be missing, is a a real gutter, um, because I, I really, really like the lad. I really do like the lad, and everybody knows how much I like giving Arthur Pearson credit, but he was spot on with Lawrence. When I remember when we first linked with him and in the group chat, he was like, he'll be a player for us if you manage to get him. Like He's a really good player. Uh, so, yeah, I am absolutely gutted about that. The Tav one is that rumour, is that old firm rumour, like, oh, Tav's injured, but he just wasn't injured. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with him, do you know what I mean? He's trained, like, even Gio is like, oh, I've heard the rumours and all that, but no, I think Lawrence is a blow, mate. Um, however, I, I, I agree, I don't think there's any real need to panic. I think we've got enough players in there, I believe, and Gio and what he's going to do and how he plans to line up this. I think the the old cliche of what happened to us in January Um will never happen again because Giovanni has learned uh, a very, very harsh lesson that day um, and who he can trust and what shape he can he can go with. And um, I, f- I think he'll be, I, th- I'll be, I think he'll adjust just fine. It is a blow, but it's, it is what it is. We don't complain about stuff like that. We're not going to use that as an excuse for anything at all. Um, we just knuckle down and get on with it. That's the Rangers way. That's what we do. Yeah, I am for the for the preparation for this today. I was going to force myself to sit down and watch uh, Ange Postecoglou's press conference to the media today. It was sixteen <laughs> minutes long, so I swiftly decided that was not getting done. So I, I quickly just seen they've not got in terms of their squad. I think they've pretty much got a fully fit squad in comparison to our squad that seems to be always injury laden. But they've got Ryan. They've got off to pretty much the perfect start in the, the league this season. Um, what's that? Five wins, twenty-one goals, one goal against. Does that give you any concern going into the game tomorrow? I'm not just saying this for staunch points, Scotia. I really am not. But no, it doesn't. I think Celtic Postecoglou deserves credit. It does because he's came into a new country. He's recruited well by the looks of it. He's won trophies in his first season and they play attacking football. They go for the juggler, they go attack, 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 which I think you should do against these teams uh, in Scotland. However, Celtic have not really played any level of opposition for months now, I think since the last time they played us. And for me, the last three old firm games, Gio's had his number. Gio's had his number tactically, I do believe that. I think the 2-1 game... Ibrox was a sore one to take for us. I think we were a bit lacklustre that day. We took the lead early. I think it was Ramsey that scored. We huffed and puffed a lot, a lot of crossing, a lot of that, but we didn't really do anything with it. If we get that kind of possession and that kind of service into the box, for me, Cholak's clearing, clearing that kind of service up. We were crossing balls into, was it Kmart Roof? I believe it was. I think that's who played at Ibrox that day. I just think there's something different about old firm games. I believe that Van Bronckhorst has learned a lot from the game in January or February, whenever it was. I think he got it wrong that day. I think his tactics were wrong. I think his team selection were wrong. And I think the players' attitude was wrong. And it was just one of those nights. It was coming. It was coming. They were flying in ways that they hadn't beaten us for ages. And law of averages, as the Cancun lawyer would say, uh, Ali Pearson, <laughs> I believe that they were always going to win that game, unfortunately. But I do think that Rangers have enough in the tank. 
yes, they're battering teams at the moment and it must be lovely to be doing that. But 1-0 is as good as 9-0 in this league. Um, that is all I will say about that. Rangers are in a good position. They are. We. It's not ideal that we drop points against Hibs. It's not. But if we win tomorrow, we go top of the league. And I believe Rangers can win tomorrow. If we play football in their half, like we did the last time we went to Parkhead, you'd think of that goal Sakala scored. The passage of play between Arfield, Sakala and Ryan Kent was one-touch football. Their defence were getting cut up. Their defence is there to be got at. Um, I do rate but that big Vickers guy, but he's not the be-all and end-all. He's not a Van Dyke standard of player. He's mm-hmm. he's there to be got at, and so is their defence. And I think if we play football in their half, we can definitely do this tomorrow. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Um, Carney, one of the th- one of the things that's getting kind of made as a point in, in the sort of mainstream media and things like that is it's free-flowing Celtic, you know, free-flowing, free-scoring Celtic. But they're always like that, particularly against teams that aren't us. You know, they, they, every season in the last few years, they've always managed to cuff teams. Yes, they won 9-0 against Dundee United last week, and winning 9-0 at any level is a brilliant a preferred achievement, really. But it, is, it was a club that was in complete turmoil with, with Jack Ross, and given the, the result against AZ Alkmaar. Do you think sometimes that form against the other teams in the SPL gets give, given a wee bit too much credence going into the old firm games? 100% mate, form, we, I've said it, and it's something I generally stand by, even though it's an old kind of fashion saying, form means nothing going into an old form, it really doesn't mean anything, it's all about the day, I know that's a wee bit old fashioned, and the old form is is not the same intensity as, as it used to be, Um, it's not, you're not, you've not got a team full of Rangers fans and a, real, a team full of Celtic fans basically going going to war. It's not really like that anymore. But there's obviously still always always going to be the always going to be the needle there. But I, I do think form is kind of relevant. And I'm not even with blue tinted glasses on. I'm not sitting here trying to pretend that um, so it won't be a tough game as if we're, we're going to just steamroll over the top of Celtic. I don't think it will be. That. I think it will be a tough game. But I, <clears throat> I've got every every belief and if we play our best, no matter who our starting a light starting lineup is, I, I, I struggle to see their defence coping with it. They are a very attacking team, very attacking team. Um and yeah, they did play I, I watched the highlights back um of their game and you can you can actually see about it's either the second or the third goal that they score. You can actually see Dundee United just chucking it because they know Jack Rowe, he's getting sacked. hundred percent he's getting sacked. So they don't care. They're they just wanted to go off the pitch. Though at that point, it's a fantastic achievement, yeah. Um and the way they played, yeah, did them really well in Europe um, last year. Oh no, hang on, that was us that got out of the Europa League final last year. Sorry, my mistake. So yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm 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 never confident in an old firm. I'm never um, overly confident. Going into our old firm, that is for sure. Uh, but I am not. I, I'm not conforming to the hype of the Scottish media or Celtic fans themselves that believe that they're going to actually come here and uh, well, they're going to um, cuff us at Parkhead. I'm. I'm not buying into that at all. I think this team are going to be well and truly up for it. Um, I think we've got a a few players in that team that. Uh, are going to play a massive part tomorrow. I did have Lawrence has been one of them. I thought Lawrence would be very, very crucial. Um, but I think the best on earth. Um, I think he's a massive reason that, that this midfield, the kind of powder puff midfield that they do have. There's no, there's nothing in there that John Lundstrom, in my opinion, cannot deal with. Um, he dealt, he, he dealt with Veerman. Um, he's much better than pretty much anything Celtic have to offer. So. I yeah I am a I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm looking forward to it. and I I just think there's no need to believe the hype we will we will we'll see where the dust settles tomorrow. No, I get you, Matt. That's kind of this is the the one game of the season really, one of two of the season that is most comparable to games in Europe when we play. Celtic at Parkhead because they'll have an awful lot more of the ball and for me I think see if we can approach this game like we would approach Europe like we approach the PSV game in the second half keep the ball be composed stop them making any attacking threats I think we'll be fine and dandy if I'm being honest we just need that team to show up because sometimes they haven't shown up in, in league games they can the occasions occasionally got to them 
if I can do that, say that even. And before we get on to our teams and scores, just one thing that I picked up on as well was we are on the BBC website that was talking about, oh, the old firm games are going to decide the league and things like that. Before I give my opinion, Ryan, would you go along with that way of thinking? Oh, no. I think I said in the group chat last night, I... I worry more about Rangers than them. I really do. I genuinely do worry more about Rangers than I do about them. I think there's an element of support who are looking at these 9-0s and 5-0s too much for them. I think we we, we can win all firm games. I, I feel that we tactically are on top and with the likes of John Lundstrom who didn't play in that game in February in the midfield, I think that we've got the fight in there in the midfield as well. All firm games don't give the fear. Ross County away gives me the fear. Aberdeen at home gives me the fear. <laughs> These are the games that I think if Rangers can perform in the old firm games and get that side of their game right and start winning those games which we were drawn last year, then I think we can win the league. I think that's where it falls for us. Maybe for Celtic, the old firm games can be win the league, they can win the league, but for us, I don't look necessarily at the old firm games as where we win or lose the league. If that makes sense, I don't know if that sounds a roundabout way, but I think I think you get, I think you understand what I'm getting at. I think it's the other teams that I'm more worried about and how we perform in those games. Yeah, Carney, would you go along with that way of thinking? Have you got a different take on it? No, I agree. Um, I, I, obviously, the first one of the seasons never going to determine the league. The league winners um, is obviously not ideal. The fact that we would go. We would go five behind if we did. Um, if we did get beat tomorrow, but I, I, I agree with Ryan. It's it's not. It's Livingston away and Hibs at Easter Road. It's the, the ones that are like they're the ones that are like don't do don't do a Rangers, please don't do a Rangers. Just do go and win. Do do what you need to do. And I I think tomorrow. I mean, put it this way: if we win tomorrow. The, the 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 it'll be masons it'll be it'll be conspiracies it'll be uh, uh, everything it'll be everything if we get beat tomorrow it will probably get a wee bit feisty towards the board if they're not maybe investing if that's the way it's going to be that's probably what it's going to be but I don't think we will blame conspiracy theories nor will we concede the league and if you are going to concede the league at this point. There's not really much point, is there? I mean, what, what's, there's, you might as well not bother. You might as well not turn up. There's a long way to go, and that sounds like I'm making excuses, and I'm, I'm really not. Uh, I always say, I, I always think I know firm games 50-50. I generally do. I think there's... I'm trying to think of one that I've been to where I thought, no, nah, we are going to do it today. Oh, the last one of the 55 season. That's the That was the last time... That I went when we played them, I thought we're doing them here. I thought there's just no way that we're not going to win this, and we did. So yeah, I, that's the that's the only that's the only time. Everything else is just fifty fifty. Look, it's horrific. I'm already starting. I'm rambled tonight because I'm trying <laughs> to hide my old firm nerves. Do you know what I mean? It's already started. But uh, no, I don't think the league won't be decided tomorrow, no matter what. Um, but it's a uh, it is, it's the other games for me with Rangers that we need to take care of, not the old firms. No, no I wasn't getting on to the fact that tomorrow decides the league or not, but I think the, po- the mm. point that the BBC article was making that was, was those four old firm games in the league, whoever comes out on top of that should be the league winner. But for me, that's not the case. What they won twice, drew, drew one and we won one last season. Four points between it. But those four points, like we mentioned all the last season, off the top of my head, Hearts, Ross County, was it St. Johnson or Motherwell? Last minute goals. We concede two points from it. So we don't do that, then we're fine. It is, it's the other teams. It's like Hibs the other week, two weeks ago there. It's that last minute goal that kills us. And unfortunately, at this point, point in history, they seem to be the ones that will score last minute goals and we'll concede last minute goals. So the sooner that changes, the better for me. Um, so we'll finish up with our teams and scores. I've seen that Ali had sent his team in. So his was um, McLaughlin, Tav, Goldson, Sands, Barisic, Lundstrom, Jack, Tillman, Wright, Jolak and Kent. 
didn't give us a score, so he's not getting any points if he gets the score correct. He'll <laughs> do it. Right. It's going to do it right now, mate. You guarantee. <laughs> Alice, he's going to do that right Alice now. just, Alice just texted me there, and he's went for three 0 Celtic. Shocked at that. Oh, oh, that's right. that's, that's a bit of a shock, that. That's a bit of a shock, that. Yeah, a bit of a shock. Right, yeah, um, my, <laughs> my team, I'll get mine out of the way. My team's the exact same as um, Ali's, except I've got Kamara in for Jack. I'm hoping that Kamara can actually put in a performance in an old firm game, hopefully. Although one thing, uh, Carney, I'll come at you for your team, but one thing that came out of the pressure as well, that Morelos was in the squad, and obviously by Lawrence being out, I was like, oh, is this my chance to get Morelos on that right wing to fit him into the team? Probably not, but um, give us your team. And sc- Oh, I didn't give my score. Actually, sorry, I'm going 2-1 Rangers. I nearly done an alley there. Yeah. 2-1 Rangers with Cholak to score first. Sorry, on you go. The wee, cheap, the wee cheapskates popped up in the chat, mate. Uh, 2-1 oh, Rangers, Kent first goal, guns it. So there you go, you can mark that down. Um, well... <laughs> Look, you don't know by... Have you ever seen Mike Bassett, the England manager? Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah. Right, see yep. the bit where he goes, England will be playing 4-4, bleeping <laughs> 2. Generally, when I heard Lawrence was out and Morelos was in, that's all that went through my head. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> Rangers will be playing 4-4-2. Look, it's never going to happen, but it was one of them rush of bloods to the head, I think. I think the only real debate for me um, just now is who plays alongside Lundstrom. I think the rest of the team will pretty much pick itself. Um, so I'll go McLaughlin, Tavernier, Golton, Sands, Barisic, Lundstrom, Tillman, Wright, Trolak, Kent, and playing alongside Lundstrom. Oh... A couple of years ago, I'd have picked Ryan Jack, but I think you'll probably go with Kamara because um, I don't know if you'll, I don't know if Jack will last the pace. However, I wouldn't be shocked if Steve Davis starts as well. But I'll go Kamara and I'll go three-one Rangers. Um, Cholak to score first and Morelos to score the third goal. Excellent. That would be, that would be really enjoyable. Um, Ryan, your team scores. I'm going McLaughlin Tav. Golden Sands, Barisic. I'm going midfield of Lundstrom, Kamara, Arfield, and the front three of Kent, Cholak, and Tillman. However, Tillman, I don't believe, will play on the right. I think Tillman will drop more central and let Tav bomb up and down as he is good at. I feel as if he's been kind of had the handbrake on him a few times recently because. Matondo, right, whoever's been playing on the right-hand side, I don't think he's been getting it up and down the wing the way he usually does. But I think he'll be giving that licence tomorrow to get up and down because Arfield will be there to kind of fill in. So, yes, and I think Arfield will definitely play. I just I can see him playing tomorrow. And I'm going 3-1 Rangers, and it is highly time that John Lundstrom scored against them. So he is getting <laughs> the first goal tomorrow. Don't get booked, John. Don't get booked. <laughs> Oh, oh, I was about to say yes. as well, sorry Scotia, I was about to say, Sands will start at centre-half, Sands will get booked. If you're doing a coupon, Sands will 100% get booked tomorrow, just so you know. Hopefully it's late on in the game though, so that the nerves don't get even worse yeah. than, than they're starting to get now that we've kind of just discussed that. But, um, but yeah, that'll do us here tonight, nearly at the hour mark. Um, firstly, we'd like to thank everyone for joining in the comments. Thank you to Justin for his kind, very kind donation. You just don't know how much it means. Us guys, that the comments you make, the donations that you, you are willing to, to do, give us, um, it's so humbling, um, and we, we're, we're absolutely pleased with it. And yeah, can't thank you enough. Um, so before I round off, I'll just say final goodbye to my guests. Firstly, um, good luck for your team tomorrow, Ryan Haymarch. Yes, good luck for your team as well, mate. Well hosted. Um, echo what you say. Thank you very much, Justin, for the donation and everybody for the comments. I hope everybody enjoys the game. Don't bed wet, don't panic tomorrow, don't freak out if it's not starting well. Just stick with it. The, team, the world is us beaten and we know what we can do when the world is us beaten, so play up the famous. And finally, a goodbye from you, Mr Carnet. Yes, tolerance and sanity. Is that what you say, Ryan? Tolerance and sanity. Yeah, um, it's the eve of an old firm, mate. It's... 
the the first the, the first fixture you look for at the start of the season and it is it's now upon us. Now as I say we don't I don't expect any Rangers team to um go out and win every single game. Um maybe I do, uh, maybe I do, but I, I can I've still got a bit of a grasp of reality that it won't happen. However, tomorrow I think all Rangers need to do is play their A game. If we play their A game tomorrow, I don't think they'll cope. No matter what, no matter where you're watching it, enjoy the game um, as much as you possibly can. Uh, back the team and remember it is the first game, uh, the first old firm game of the season. There is a long way to go. And I'm not making excuses because I believe that um I think we could be in for a rather enjoyable Saturday. So, yes, I hope everybody's team wins tomorrow. Justin, you're a legend for donating, mate. Cannot thank you enough for that. Uh, play up the famous Glasgow Rangers. We are the people. Indeed, that's half past seven, so it's time to get the tunes on and the battle fever on, everybody. <laughs>